Welcome to the Greenlight Podcast, an audio breakdown of the regulatory barriers to social equity in the cannabis industry by Marijuana Matters. My name is Deanna Benjamin, and I'm your host. Allyship. That is the topic we are getting into in the next few episodes, and it's really just a matter of caring about someone else's welfare the way that you care about your own. But putting that principle into practice, especially when it comes to race in America, can be intimidating. That's why we're going to spend the next few episodes exploring these issues through conversations with individuals working in the cannabis space who've taken that call to heart. In our second conversation of this Ally series, I got to talk to Jason Clareich, Chief Financial Officer at JW Asset Management, a New York-based fund manager working within the healthcare and cannabis industries. Keep listening to hear how Jason processes what allyship means and how he puts it into practice. Let's get into it. Hi, everyone. Today, I am here with Jason Clareich. Chief Financial Officer at JW Asset Management, a New York-based fund manager with a history of investments in the healthcare and cannabis industries. And today we are going to talk about social equity in cannabis and allyship. Welcome, Jason. Thanks for being with us. Oh, great to be with you. So my first question for you is about the moment when you first realized social equity was important. Can you tell us what that moment was like and what led you to that discovery? Sure. Uh, We've been in the cannabis space for going on seven years now. And uh, Jason Wild, our founder and chief investment officer, you know, does a ton of outreach, does a lot of uh, different podcasts like this, a lot of uh, discussions with various parties. And and he reached out to me several months ago after, you know, having spoken to different groups, Last Prisoner Project and other organizations in the space. And he, you know, he said, you know, he thought that it was an initiative that was uh, super important for us to get involved with and, and things that we needed to think about um, as industry leaders within the space. And it just so happened that he was introduced uh, to Chris Weber, MBA uh, star, also active in the space and, and someone who was also putting together a group and trying to, you know, make a difference and, and affect some change within the industry and, and make a difference. And you know, having had that conversation with Jason and then seeing that, you know, what they were thinking about putting together, it really made me kind of reflect on a how lucky I am that, you know, kind of my situation and how things had worked out for me in life. And then how, you know, being someone who has been able to be um, effective in the cannabis industry and, and kind of you know, knowing what has happened over the years, but not really having been affected and then, you know, realizing um, that it's important, right? That, that we, as an industry, that we start to give back as much as we can, but also do it in a productive way. And that's kind of been the background for JW uh, for years, which is uh, we, Jason always says kind of do good uh, by doing good, right? So uh, that's something that really stuck with me. And, and I think that was kind of uh, what, what brought about, you know, my uh, getting involved here. So I, what I really like, and I, I, I'm hearing this common thing theme uh, when I speak with others is you were exposed because of who was in your network. So sometimes, you know, for someone, it might be they are exposed to social inequities because they know someone who is in a marginalized community or, you know, someone who's like, hey, this is important. Um, and you 
realized it sounds like the benefits that you have and didn't just stop there. So I think a lot of times people can feel like, oh, well, it's not my fault that, you know, my life has gone out this way. It's not my fault that I have privilege and some people will stop and they won't continue on and actually take on the role of ally. How did you move past that hurdle? Like, it, why would you care about um, the war on drugs, specifically targeting black and brown people? Why would you care about that if it doesn't directly affect you, a white man? Like, why is that something that matters? Yeah, I guess, look, I'm, I think everything affects us, right? And I think you start to realize, and, and as I'm in this industry in particular, you're closer to it. Um, and I'm at an age now too, where, you, you know, I'm almost 50. And as you move forward in life, I, I feel like you generally, I mean, at least for me, I start to care more about, uh, you know, I've been, I've done well, I've had a lot of luck. Like I tell my kids all the time, it's like, yes, I've worked hard. And yes, I feel like I've done the right things to get where I am. But I also feel like I've had a lot of wind at my back and a lot of, uh, good breaks and, and good fortune. And as I've gotten older, I've just thought about that not everybody has that. And it is nice to feel like you can uh, do things to make a difference um, and do them, especially here. It's like I'm able to do it in the course of my ordinary uh, business as well. Like, I'm, you know, obviously I'm working harder and doing more than we might have otherwise done just through our normal investment process. But um, it is, uh, I'm fortunate there too, right? Where it kind of flows with our uh, normal business here in the cannabis industry. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's, uh, it does it and it feels good, right? I mean, it's nice to uh, make a difference or at least try to make a difference. We haven't, uh, you know, we have a lot of work ahead of us. So I, I think that's really uh, where we're headed. I love, I love that. I love what you, you started with everything affects everyone, you know, it, we're, we're all in the same community at the end of the day, we're on the same planet. And I think it's great that you're sharing that lesson with your kids too. Um, so if someone were to walk up to you and say, okay, Jason, what is an ally? What does that even mean? What would you say to them? What, what does that look like in action um, at your firm in your life, just as a, you know, just as a person, as a dad, as a friend? How would you define it? Yeah, I mean, I think an ally, right, is is a, a partner, someone who's in your corner, someone who is um, might not necessarily have the exact same agenda, but someone who is helping you to achieve your goals and someone who's working with you um, to, um, you know, see things through your lens and then work with you towards achieving um, certain goals and getting where you need to be, you know, so I guess that's that's an ally. Uh. Yeah, A, A plus. <laughs> I think that's, yeah, I think that's great. It's really simple. Um, I like the emphasis on, it's a partnership. It's, you know, I'm, I'm here to help you where I can. So on that note, how are you using your influence in cannabis to promote social equity? Yeah, that's a, that is a, a good question. I mean, uh, I think that what we're trying to do is to um, find businesses, find entrepreneurs, I guess, at first, right, is and, and who might not have access to more than just capital, right? So our firm 
in general, we feel like what we do that's a little bit different than maybe other private equity firms is we are more than just capital. We like to think of ourselves as, as a partner, even going back as an ally, right? Is, there's a lot of sources of capital, um, but that doesn't, that doesn't on its own uh, separate winners and losers. What really uh, will provide kind of the difference is really getting involved and helping, um, giving counsel, um, giving time and energy and, and your, your history, right? The success that we've had, things that we've done in the past, I want to bring that to the businesses and the entrepreneurs that we work with in the future within the social equity community. And I also want to kind of, I want this space, like the reason I'm kind of interested and excited to get involved and do things here is that, and this maybe this sounds too idealistic, but it's kind of like, at a certain point, the businesses should be succeeding and, and consumers and other business owners and, and entrepreneurs, we should just be looking at it as uh, other uh, organizations and colleagues within the cannabis industry, right? To me, social equity is important. Uh, we have to right some of the wrongs from the past. We have to give everyone the opportunities, right? We shouldn't be excluding um, people for certainly because of the color of their skin or for any other reason. And we want this industry to succeed, right, based on the merits. We want people to succeed based on the merits. And that's what I, you know, hope to bring to the endeavors and the projects that we're doing. Um, and, and I've seen some of that early, and I hope to be able to, you know, there's a lot of work ahead of us. I think we're just, a, for us, at least at JW, we're just at the very beginning of what we can offer in the space. Mm, so when you say at the very beginning, like, can you give me concrete examples of what that looks like? Is it like having talks um, and just educating yourselves? Um, how are you finding entrepreneurs within the social equity space? And that would be really interesting for people to hear about how you're, because I think a lot of people right now are like, I want to help. I don't know what to do. And it sounds like you guys are navigating that right now. So, so yeah, I think the main thing that we're doing at this point is um, we've put ourselves out there a little bit through, you know, various social media channels and our website has kind of the info, you know, contact us. And we've probably received, you know, I think it's over a hundred inquiries already from entrepreneurs and we're, you know, we're sifting through the different uh, inquiries and also just through the normal course of our business development team. You know, we have, we have an organization in place and, and uh, we are currently evaluating two or three, uh, you know, what I would call mid-sized investments for our firm that are in the social equity area. Um, and those are, you know, deals that, you know, we're, we're in the early stages, but that's how we do it, right? I mean, we're not, um, we're not a firm that has like a master plan. Like I say this to our investors all the time. It's like they ask, you know, what are you doing? And it's like, well, our success is based on we kind of continue plugging away, doing what we do each day, and then things come at us. And then we evaluate opportunities on a one-off basis and, and go forward with those. And the interesting thing now about, you know, cannabis overall, not just within social equity is each state is really its own island. You know, you can't, something that's in New York, you can't bring to New Jersey. Right. You can't bring it to Maryland or Pennsylvania. So we have to really look at each state. And then even within the states, right, there's different opportunities. You have to really drill down into uh, the local level and see what's uh, happening there and then abide by different regulations based on who you're dealing with. So we're trying to connect with 
um, different politicians, different regulators, different state and local organizations, and then work with entrepreneurs who we have contacts with to, um, you know, to make the investments that we think will, will yield results, right? It's not just about uh, giving money here. It's about finding the opportunities so that businesses can grow, afford, you know, and then they can offer employment and then, you know, the community give back. So, you know, we see it as a, as a holistic approach to be able to do everything through investment. Mm, I, I, I love that <laughs> you're, you're not trying to, to create a, an entire new um, skill set. You're like, these are, this is what our business is. Right. How can we use the business we have to contribute to this cause to empower people? Um, so for people who are listening, who are, they're here in social equity, they might not know exactly what we're talking about. Social equity applicants tend to be, I mean, most often are people who have been targeted by cannabis prohibition, which means most of them have cannabis-related convictions on their records. They've been in jail or they've been arrested or they're related to someone who has been. And there are people who will hear this and, and say, why are you helping someone who broke the law? So my question for you is have you ever run into backlash where people say this is not the right cause this is not the right fight why are you helping people who are not law abiding um do you ever deal with you know the fear of an internal battle yourself of okay if i if i put myself out there as being an advocate an ally i might be rejected and if you've dealt with those fears how do you move past them and how do you respond to people who have those opinions yeah, interesting. So nobody has come at me uh, personally to kind of, uh, you know, question uh, my motives or even my actions or activities in the space. Um, but I'm sure there are people who question it, right? And, and I, I think that the question you ask is a good one in terms of, you know, if people did break a law, right, do they deserve to be supported? And I mean, I think that the big question, right, is like, were these people, uh treated differently under the law than other people, right? And we, I at least feel that the answer there is yes. <laughs> and that disproportionate uh, uh, reaction, right? To something that one group did versus another, you know, that's really the issue, right? And we know um, that people of color were treated disproportionately unfairly relative to the laws on the books. Now, I don't necessarily support backing someone who might have had, you know, a drug cartel <laughs> that was, you know, dealing in the space, but, you know, people who had convictions for possession right. or right. other areas within cannabis, we know that that those are most of what we're talking about. And those people deserve, um, you know, they deserve help and they, you know, they certainly deserve another chance um, at life. And I think if they can do it through an industry, right, where most of the people involved are, are, positive on the product itself and they and they actually want the product to evolve in a positive way and i think that's one of the things also that is that overall within cannabis not just within social equity but within uh the industry itself that i get um you know kind of very interested in is promoting cannabis in a way that's positive right all of the it's a plant-based medicine it's healthier than pain medicine like there's there's so many aspects of it where i think we can improve different communities as we develop the product and the industry. So that's, you know, I think uh, a key part of it. And that's how I would answer people is to say like, you know, if people made mistakes, 
it's not our job to dismiss them. It's, it's, you know, we're here to help and try to promote, you know, not just them, but the overall industry. Right. Yeah. And I, I also find it's, it's interesting because it's still federally illegal. So it's like every cannabis business, even if it's legalized by the state is breaking the law. So yes. That's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting, it's an interesting question. Um, And it is interesting that no one has brought that to you. I think that's fascinating in a whole other. Yeah. Well, I mean, I should say our, our investors from time to time will challenge us with a lot of different areas. I just, in my personal life, I haven't had anybody really questioning it. Um, But that, you know, sometimes people, they'll say things uh, indirectly. So. Exactly. Maybe tomorrow someone will come at you. My answer is prepared. (laughs) I know what I'm saying now. Um, So, you know, you are chief financial officer. You've been working in this space for a long time. You have this network, a pretty big platform. There are people who might be listening who are like, um, that's not my life. I don't relate. He can, he can, you know, affect change because he has all of these resources what would you say to that person who feels like I don't, I don't have that type of influence? Um, can anybody promote social equity? Can anybody make a difference? Is it really true that it just takes one? Well, I mean, I, I think with all causes, right? I mean, there's ways to get involved uh, no matter where you sit in terms of your background or your experience. So um, I, I think that there is definitely platforms and opportunities for all people to get engaged on this subject. Um, I know most of the, the larger um, MSOs, like the, the bigger companies, are definitely developing outreach programs themselves. They're doing it in all different communities. So I think there's going to be tons of opportunities for people to engage. Hmm. And, you know, certainly um, we're trying to develop programs and education platforms uh, going forward as well. So I, I think there will be uh, a good amount of opportunity for people at all different levels. But obviously, you know, again, getting back to my background, I mean, I'm certainly uh, privileged and, and lucky to be in the position that I am. And I'm happy that I can be one of the early leaders in terms of trying to help uh, affect change in this area. Mm, yeah. What would you say, how old are your kids, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, my kids are 16, okay. uh, thir- 13, and 12. Three boys. Oh, three boys. Okay. Three boys. <laughs> What would you say to like one of them or, or their peer, like a high school kid? What could someone who, who hears about this, like, okay, the war on drugs, super messed up, clearly targeted toward black people. Um, how can they, what's something that they could do with what they have to help in any way? Well, I think that certainly, um, you know, it, I guess from through the political channels, you can always uh, develop, you know, kind of a writing campaign or, or different areas where you can approach politicians, lawmakers with challenging if there's, you know, people that you, you know, you can research and find out people who are still being oppressed, right, still being uh, disproportionately affected by the laws on the book. So I think that there's a lot that you can do there, um, just general awareness um, mm-hmm. about that. Um, you know, again, it comes down to as a group, right? Kids, maybe as a one-off, it's difficult for one kid, but if they can form a club, an organization, awareness within their schools uh, to learn about it, they could push their school to have better education around cannabis. I mean, I think that's one of the things that I talk to with my kids now is that they, they know that I'm involved in the industry. 
that we're investing and that we're in different aspects of it, right? But cannabis is still a product similar to, I mean, alcohol is 21 and older, right? So it's an adult use product. So it's not like, hey, it's going legal, everyone can use it. So I think kids should educate themselves and also know that it's the same. I think that unfortunately, it's going to be an area where kids who are um, uh, kids of color, right, they're going to still be disproportionately affected as underage, right, as youth. Yep. So I think that's an area where I would encourage um, my kids mm -hmm. to be aware of that, right? And and they have friends who they're, they have different uh, backgrounds and, and th they should understand that, hey, you know, this is serious and, and you need to be responsible and also maybe develop a program uh, so that it, it's not just falling on kids of color when, uh, mm -hmm. you know, there's discipline in areas where we know kids are going to find their way into, uh, you know, areas of trouble potentially. Mm. So I, I feel like what I'm getting from your story, from your answers is figure out where you are in society in in your work, in your school, you know, your situation, and then find how you can be useful right there. Um, identify the problems that are right around you. And these are things that anybody can do. Um, you, you don't have to take on the entire country. <laughs> you don't have to take on the entire industry. You can just right. look at where you are and, I think that's really practical and I think it's really helpful because I know a lot of people are hesitant to even educate themselves because, you know, ignorance is bliss. The less you know about the problems in the world, the easier it is to live. So what would you say to someone who's listening to this and they're just like, oh, I don't know if I, if I want to be responsible to my community in that way. I'm busy. I'm tired. I got my own problems. What would you say to that person? Well, I mean, I think we all do need to be responsible within our communities. So um, my first, you know, that would kind of be my first answer is, you know, you, you kind of owe it to yourself. And if you have children or other family members, you do owe it to them, I think. And then also, you know, I guess getting back to your comment in terms of my approach, which that I think that that is the right approach with with everything. I mean, our firm, like Jason Wilde, for example, he started our uh, the his first investment fund, he started with under $100,000, right? And now our firm, you know, uh, we manage multiple funds, we're over a billion dollars in AUM. And if he had waited for some, you know, big check or, you know, big amount, he never would have gotten started. So I think just like we're doing within social equity as a firm, we're starting with our first investment, and we're going to grow from there. I think people, um, they can do something really small, right? You can take a trip, uh, you know, somewhere and, and visit, you know, a, a local um, community college or, or, or you know, and, and go take one class or, or visit with a group that's set up to discuss the matter and just educate yourself for a day and then see where it goes um, right. and not try to do too much too soon, but be aware and, and, and kind of make a commitment that says, hey, this is something that I think is important to me and, and take it from there. Yeah. And that's kind of the approach that we've taken. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Um, and I, I really think that what you've shared with us today is going to be really helpful for everyone who's listening. Thank you, Jason, so much for giving us your time and your experience. We really appreciate it. Oh, thanks, Diana. It was great to be with you. Pleasure. That's it for today's episode of the Greenlight Podcast. If you support what we're doing, subscribe to our podcast and leave us a five-star review. That'll help others find us and learn more about social equity in the cannabis industry. You can find out more about Marijuana Matters by checking out our website, marijuanamatters.org. 
And you can follow us on LinkedIn and Instagram at Marijuana Matters DC. Thanks for joining us. Talk soon.